Shulchan Aracharav, we are in Simen Shenyud, we begin Halacha Vav, section 310. Today we're going to begin the sixth Halacha. Yesterday we learned that if something was Muktzah, Bein Hashmashis, it was set aside during the first part of Shabbos, during twilight, during this period, so then it remains forbidden to be moved throughout the rest of Shabbos. However, the Altarib qualified and explained, that applies when the person was Tchoi Biyadayim, that a person so to speak, pushes away the object by hand. In other words, the person intentionally does a certain action causing the object to be forbidden. For example, if somebody lights a lamp on, uh, on Friday before Shabbos and it burns out after being Ashmashes. So although this oil now remains in the lamp, uh, this oil was pushed away by human action. He made it now unfit for the rest of Shabbos um, because when he lit it, it, would, it became forbidden to use oil on Shabbos because that would involve... Kibuy extinguishing. So even after the lamp burns out and that prohibiting factor is removed, it still remains forbidden uh, for the rest of Shabbos. However, it says the Altareb, If, however, an object that was muksa independent of the person's thought process, in other words, unlike in the oil where the person caused it to be forbidden by putting it into the lamp, into the lamp in order to remain there on Shabbos, this item that we're discussing now was muktza independent of the person. The person didn't do anything to cause it to be forbidden. So then it doesn't necessarily remain muktza for the entire Shabbos. And here's an example. For example, an object that became muktza because of an intrinsic prohibition. Uh, that was not brought about by the person's actions. So just to explain... The wording used by the Alter Rebbe clarifies the distinction between the law stated in this halacha and the one in the previous halacha. In the previous halacha, in halacha hey, it was the person, the activity that caused the raisins and figs to become muksa. Hence, a person's activity is necessary to change their status and cause them to be permitted. In this instance, the object did not become forbidden because of the person's activity. Hence, he need not do anything to cause them to be permitted. Okay. Now, if the prohibition was removed, in this case, back to our case, where the object was, in, was uh, there was an intrinsic prohibition that had nothing to do with anyone's actions. So if the prohibition was removed after nightfall, so then the object is no longer considered as muksa. Even though when Bein Hashemoshas arrived, the person uh, was... Even though when Bein uh, Hashemashas came, the person had diverted his attention from the object, the object entirely and did not at all anticipate that the prohibition would be lifted on Shabbos. An example of this is animals that were muktza on Shabbos because they are forbidden to be slaughtered. It's one of the 39 categories of forbidden labors. Lamatas Malachas is shechita, you're not allowed to slaughter. So if one slaughtered an animal on Shabbos for the sake of a sick person who became ill, on day, that day, which is allowed, and because the Shabbos prohibitions are relaxed when there's a threat to a person's life, Bikuach Nefesh. So, in this case, a healthy person is also allowed to eat the animal's meat while raw, even though he had diverted his attention from the animal when Bein Hashemashas arrived because of the prohibition against slaughtering. The meat is not muktzah for the entire Shabbos because the prohibition against eating the meat of a live animal is an intrinsic prohibition that was not brought about by man's actions. And now that concludes, similar principles apply in all analogous situations. 
Now that Rebbe qualifies in Allah Zayin 7, Bechul's, um, all the above applies with regard to an object that was muktzah throughout Bain Hashemashes. However, different laws apply when an object was fit to be used for even a small part of the Bain Hashemashes, and then its status was downgraded, whether it was downgraded naturally or it was, as we said in the expression, pushed away by human activity, and as a result, it became forbidden to be eaten or moved. So if its state was later rectified, so then it returns to its original status and it is permitted. The rationale is that it is not said that since an object became muktzah and forbidden for part of the Shabbos, it became forbidden for the entire Shabbos. Such a, uh, such a statement applies only when the object became muktzah at the very onset of the commencement of Shabbos, only at the beginning of Bain Hashmashas. In such a case, the object became muktzah and thus forbidden for the entire day. However, the object only became muktzah afterwards and thus it was not in, the, in that state for the entire day. I should say, I'm sorry. When, however, the object only became muksa afterwards, and thus it was not in that state for the entire day, the object does not necessarily become unalterably muksa for the remainder of the day, for there's no concept of an object being unalterably muksa for only part of a Shabbos, neither with regard to a prohibition against partaking of it, nor with regard to a prohibition against moving it. This concludes Halacha Zayin, the seventh Halacha, as well as today's Shir.